Sorry, you were asking for Western recommendations. Sort of family-appropriate ones, yeah. And then my father and I started arguing about Quigley Down Under. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Quigley Down Under, it's a fun one. It fits in. A, it's not the classic kind of western, but it's a good western feel movie. Okay. Who's in that? Tom Selleck and Alan Rickman. I bet. Yeah. I bet Colby would like that too. He likes Rick, um, Selleck. Selleck. Yep. And this is young Selleck and young Rickman. Cool. And oh, Alan Rickman is such a good bad guy. He is a good bad guy. I love him. Yeah. Yeah. He really is. Although Snape, sorry, random aside. He wasn't really a bad guy. He was, he kind of. He was a good bad guy. Was doing a long con for the good guys. You know, wasn't he? Yeah. Basically doing a long con. (laughs) But he was a bad guy. He really was. Welcome to the 42 Podcast, where we discuss life together, looking for answers to life, the universe, and, well, everything else. Here are your hosts, Rob and Lindsay. Hello, Robert. Good morning, Lindsay. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. So we got some stuff to talk about this morning. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it it's been a little bit of a complicated week in our friendship would that be a fair statement yes yes we're good (laughs) i'll start with this i am sorry (laughs) you and i've had a couple conversations where i've apologized but it's also it's good and fair to apologize with everyone who's listening who's heard or felt or thought some of, or picked up on, some of what's going on in the background. So, I'm sorry. I am. I am grateful and thankful for you, for our friendship, for what you and I are doing with this podcast, and I'm sorry for where I've put a stress between you and I, between you and I and the audience, between me and the audience. So I'm sorry. I forgive you. Now, I ask you for your permission beforehand, because one of my pet peeves is I hate it when people apologize and then go into talking about why they're sorry, but use that as a means to justify that they're not really sorry. Yeah. And I I, I like to try to avoid that, but if you're okay, I'd like to actually talk a bit about what happens, where the flaws are in my processing and... uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. If you're good. Yeah. And I think the best way to start that, if you're okay with it, is share the user feedback you got. I didn't write it down beforehand, but <laughs> so I heard from what was the word you used? Listener. Uh, from one of the listeners. Yeah. Yep. From a listener that they felt that you didn't really listen to me. And you were chauvinistic and condescending. 
and they had a real hard time listening to the show because they felt like I wasn't standing up for myself or you weren't listening to my brilliant answers and were kind of going off on your own thing sometimes. And so I guess in summary, that's was a complaint that I had. Yeah. And that, sorry, I'm actually trying to pull up which episode that was that that was from episode 70. What's what's the name of that one? I, I can't remember. Does God exist? Yeah. Yeah. And so our, our listener gave feedback on that episode, and you brought it up to me while I was editing episode 71, Love and Logic. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> where was I? I was in Walmart. And you texted me, and the way you texted me, it was, I think I'm getting called into the principal's office. It, it had that kind of feel to we it. We need to talk. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I, I called you walking around Walmart. I'm like, all right, what's going on? Why Why are you, mm-hmm. what's up? And you told me. You told me what was going on, what you had heard, and kind of, not kind of, but what you were feeling in that moment. And... I don't know if this threw you, but I agreed. Where I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm edited Because I edited uh, episode 71, Love and Logic. I was like, yeah, I kind of heard that in my edits this week. Yeah, I was expecting to have to um, give you examples or defend my point. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta be honest about a thing. Some of this stuff, I didn't really... Some things... Like, I told you to get rid of a part, or to edit out a part, this past week, where you correct me about the, f- the date I texted you. <laughs> Remember? In our conversation. Yeah, I thought I got... Oh, uh, you might yeah, have. I got rid of that. You did, you did. But, I mean, I was trying to think. I don't think that would have bothered me before the source hmm. told me, but listening to it again... I acknowledged these feelings that I was having, but I didn't really have a name for them until the source kind of pointed out to me, and it did kind of affect the way I receive things that you say to me and and make me want to stand up for myself more, I guess, or be a little bossier. Bossier. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So it, it's kind of affected me. Like, it's sort of... I don't know. It's, I mean, I forgive you. It's just, it's kind of like, it. I didn't realize. It put it. us in a weird foot. Yeah. I didn't realize to the extent of it, I guess, until they pointed it out to me. And, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> so that's just interesting. That's an p- important part of this conversation is, is that little bit. Even though I don't know what it does for the conversation, it's part of the conversation. Oh, and... You know, there's that interesting little piece where I, I want to sit here and say, I'm I'm not chauvinistic, but, you know, you say that, and then how many ways are you actually chauvinistic from my perspective? And that's certainly not the intent and heart I have, is to in any way demean or take away from who you are as a woman or tell you what your place is but i i can see again out of those two conversations where 
I I got a good bit of speed building kind of as a steamroll because this is the area of study that my life has been. This is an area of passion, and I definitely didn't check myself in a lot of spots in a lot of ways. When you and I started this podcast, this conversation, part of what I talked about early on back then was, you know, the the value of the journey of faith rather than building walls of faith. And, you know, I look at those two episodes and I see what I did is instead of allowing that journey of faith to play out in your life, I was like, hey, look, I already figured everything out for me. And if you just piggyback off of this, we can run through this real quick and be done. And, mm. you know, very much a um, an old hat kind of pastory, just believe the way I believe and you'll be good. Which is also why I say, you know, you can't legislate morality because that's the temptation of ministry and ministers just believe and do and act the way I act and your salvation is guaranteed. And it's not what I think or feel, but I definitely fell into that logic trap for ministry and theologians and Hmm. it's a very easy spot to fall into. It's a terrifying spot to fall into in ministry because you feel like you've got all the answers and if they would just do what you do. Right. Question. And we're good again, but just out of curiosity, let's say you're sitting in a cafe or you're sitting at a bar with somebody that is a man and that is your complete equal, would that change your answers or tone, do you think, to any of the things I've asked you or the points that I've made, some of the points that I've made? I don't think so, but that's a theoretical. You're right. And I'm trying to think through moments where I, I've had those conversations. I, I don't think so. Now, I, I have not... My default setting is not that... I don't think... Let me rephrase it that way. And you can speak to this a little bit more from what the past year and a half has been with this podcast. But... I don't think I've fallen into that trap often of believe and do the way I do and it'll just work out. But I could be wrong. Yeah. Conversations tend not to be framed that way anyway, per se. But sometimes your response to something that I say to a good point that I make is sort of to to jump into Matthew 5. It's always Matthew 5. <laughs> and kind I of know. go off as if I were sort of the the kid the kid on the couch and you're in the pastor chair and I'm asking you a question like I like I'm asking you you know as a to 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 an, like as my pastor or as my leader which I think there's a a good time because sometimes I I might need that or want that but a lot of times that's not really what I'm looking for I'm looking more of a direct more direct equal 
answer and I and I I understand it's not I don't think it's conscious it's sort of a knee-jerk thing for you possibly yeah and it's not the best knee-jerk thing it's it's not the best way to do ministry it really isn't because what it does is doing ministry and being that way is like the freshman who comes home from their first semester of college and they've taken a psych course and you know at thanksgiving they're diagnosing everybody in the family's insanities with <laughs> half a semester's worth of psychology mm -hmm. that's kind of what that attitude and temperament is like and it's not one that i want or seek to have but in the past two episodes i mean even i've sat there going oh that's that's not good I don't think it's something that is my default setting in ministry. Which, again, is why I'm saying, you know, we've been doing this for a year and a half. It's fair for you to be able to examine and say, is that kind of the default setting I've had? Mm. Uh, I don't think it is, but that did. We can talk about that further if you want processing time, but it's. I fell into that trap, which put us in a weird spot and put me in a really weird tone that is certainly not one I I think I truly feel in my heart. But I ran ahead with some things, and it's... There's good conversation in those two episodes, but there's not... It's not the best balance that I think you and I have had. And I, I got weird. Can I, you know, a lot of the conversations and episodes we do are episodes where this dynamic isn't really, doesn't come into play, I don't think. Uh, Star Wars episodes, um, episodes about current events, I don't know, there's tons of episodes we've had that don't really tap into your necessi- to your, um... Some of the early ones do. That's true, but I mean, like in the last... Six months, nine months, I think, are, you know, episodes that aren't about this, aren't about philosophy or um, deeply religious things. That's where this tone kind of comes in. But when we're talking about other things, I, I don't really sense that so much. And I love to learn. There's a lot of things I don't know. And I, I like to be taught. I like to learn new things and sometimes that's your position is like when we're talking silly example but when we're talking about star wars you know in a way a lot more than i do and i so you're kind of talking to me about stuff i don't know so i don't really notice the dynamic all the time but i have noticed it in this vein i had a point <laughs> and now i can't remember where i was going yeah this is just your area of expertise so it kind of or, or it's uh, you're very comfortable with the knowledge that you have. There's an error on my part because there's a lot of knowledge I have. And there's still a lot more knowledge that I'm seeking to learn. And so I have I've tried to take the approach of being a lifelong learner over I have mastered the subject and I, I know all. But in those conversations, again, I kind of took that, I've mastered the subject, 
Mm-hmm. I know all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the crudest version of it is, would be, all right, just shut up and believe the way I do. It's all going to work out. Mm-hmm. I tried to effectively carry you through on the the amazingness of my education. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, there's uh there's a principle that Melinda follows on TikTok and YouTube. Uh his name is Gary Brooks and he always calls it urgication and I've just picked that up. I'm like, "Ooh. Higher urgication working for me." <laughs> yeah. Uh And that's not what I did in those episodes again. I didn't sit with the humility. I didn't sit with the I am still learning and ooh, look, We can ask these great questions that are in theology, philosophy, and faith, and here, I think I have an answer, but let's talk about it. Is there maybe a better way to think through that answer? I I, I didn't do any of that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's, there's questions of, is that my default state, and I've just been blind to it? Which is not, that's not comfortable. But it's not a bad thing to to ask to look at and so i i've gone back this week i did some things that are like baseline assessments for me of okay where am i at what's going on in my head what do i need to do next steps for me to move forward and and i i don't know there's a lot going on and i think the the listener feedback what i heard and I also talked to a few people I trust as well who listen to the podcast and got their their opinions. And it's not the best headspace and voice space I've used, and I'm sorry. I forgive you. We're good. We are. We are. And for all of you out there who are listeners... I'm sorry. This whole podcast is about life together. It's a little bit of everything, and you know what? Sometimes everything just gets a little bit weird. (laughs) But that's why we're here. Yep. Good, bad, and ugly. Yep. Hey, there's a good Western for you. The good, the bad, and the... No, wait. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Clint Clint, Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Sorry, you were asking for Western recommendations. Sort of family-appropriate ones, yeah. And then my father and I started arguing about Quigley Down Under. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Quigley Down Under. It's a fun one. It fits in a... It's not the classic kind of Western, but it's a good Western feel movie. Okay. Who's in that? Tom Selleck and Alan Rickman. I bet... Yeah. I bet... Colby would like that, too. He likes Rick, um, Selleck. Selleck? Yep. And this is young Selleck and young Rickman. Cool. And, oh, Alan Rickman is such a good bad guy. He is a good bad guy. I love him. Yeah. Yeah, he really is. Although Snape... Sorry, random aside. He wasn't really a bad guy. He was... He kind of... Was, he was a good bad guy. Was doing a long con for the good guys. You know, wasn't he? Yeah. Basically doing a long con. <laughs> but he was a bad guy. He really was.
You think about it, grand scheme of things, he was a bad guy. He had one moment of regret that made him go, all right, fine, maybe I'll do some good. But Snape is an amazing character. Anyway, so sometimes after we have intense moments, intense conversations, you and I pull back into goofy, cultural, just lighthearted, okay, we need a moment to breathe, collect our thoughts, and you had some things written down Yeah, that you would maybe like to talk about this morning. Yeah, well... We each made a reading challenge for ourselves in January, and I was just wondering how that was going for you. <laughs> okay. Uh, how many books did you choose for this year for you? 55, I think. Cause okay. Last year I did um, 50. Okay. I set... 60 as my my challenge yep and i'm at 21 red good that's good you're ahead of me i've yeah i've read 16 but i'm three books ahead of schedule it says in the goodreads challenge sort of thing and i'm i'm reading a star wars book called jedi healer Sophie's World by Justine Gardner. The Long Walk to Freedom by Nelson Mandela, which, by the way, will probably be my longest book this year because it's like 625 pages long. And oh, wow. I have a question about our thing. Like, so I'm reading a book with Toby right now called The Watsons Go to Birmingham, which is a chapter Ooh. book, and it's not very long. Okay. I mean, it's, you know, like 200 pages. So... We had sort of talked about this in brief, but last year, without competing against you, I would have counted it. I'd, I'd count it. Okay, good. Uh, so I want credit. <laughs> I, I was going to say, on that note, I mean, I read two books that are uh, our reads for me. Uh, a friend of mine wrote a book, and it is... I, ha I left it at the office because I'm waiting for her to come to church so I can get her to sign it. Mm-hmm. So I had to look it up. All right. Uh, she wrote a book. It's called Curvature of the Career, How the Twists and Turn of Life Led Me to Ditch the Nine to Five and Pursue Happiness. Hmm. And, you know, it, it popped up on Amazon and uh, as a Kindle read. So when I w had the stomach bug and we weren't able to record that weekend, we did the Monday night recording. That was like a month ago now, I guess. Uh Laying in bed, trying not to heave, I read that book. And that was 45 minutes. That's a 30, 40-page book. It, it's still a book. It's bound. Uh, well, it is a book. That's cool. If you count that... So, it it counts. I'll take it. That's fine. And, and the other one I read uh, just this week is a little exercise for young theologians, which for me was pre-seminary, required reading. Mm -hmm. And again, it's... It's a book. It's 40 pages. Yeah. I sat down and read that in an hour when I have an hour to not be disturbed, which does not normally happen. So, I'm counting those. Okay, cool. That... Okay. They both appeared on Goodreads as, yes, these are books. So I said, yes, I did read those. Cool. Well, good. And that's kind of the 
the baseline I'm using. If it appears on Goodreads, it's a book. Cool. Okay. So, um, did you finish your list of what you've read? Sorry, I, I interrupted you. Uh, I, I finished my... No, I... I, I, all I read you was what I f- have open right now. I'm reading, I hate doing this, but I, I'm reading four books and two of them are nonfiction, which I don't think I've ever read two nonfiction books at one time before. But Sophie's World is um, a philosophy book and it's dense at times. It's also, it's listed as a novel because there is a, an element of mystery. There is a narrative in the stories, but it's also the history of philosophy so it's a little, like, meta. Like, I just read a part in the book that made my head explode a little bit, and you got to read it. You're going to love it. But, uh, it. It's on the list. But that's challenging, and The Long Walk to Freedom is really challenging, too, at times. It can be a little dry, but it's basically pretty good. And speaking of Jedi Healer <laughs> by Michael Reeves, last night I finished The Clone Wars Show. And hang on, hang on. I have a question. Yes. How long ago did I say you needed to watch that? Like a year ago. Like a year ago. And I finally (laughs) finished it. I finally finished it. All right. So I I knew you were close to finishing it. So I want to pull back for a minute and I want to talk to you about something I said about that this week when we were talking. Okay. Okay. When I asked where you were, and you're like, I think I'm season seven or something. I was like, okay, is it before or after the Yoda acid trip? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At which you're like, what? So the reason I'm bringing this up is because I just want to sit with, you know, you, you're watching this how many years later and after they released season seven, which brings everything to conclusion. For those of us who watched this when it was coming out, Yoda's Acid Trip, which is what I call it, that's where we were left for years. And then they did a Star Wars convention, and they're like, oh, look, hey, we're going to do a season seven, and they released some, you know, pre-rendered animation, and the premise wasn't bad. It introduced Bad Batch, and... It, there's a great scene that you can still find where Bad Batch had a um, a nose art of Padme. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, she's our girl. And Anakin's like, no, you only move that. <laughs> I, it, yeah. You know, it's not though. And, and what they had in the episode, it wasn't like the worst nose art, but it was like, mm. hey. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I liked the the acid trip. I thought it was really interesting because there's a part with um, where he's... Oh, where Yoda's fighting Sidious and he has a chance to... He's fighting Sidious, but he, he doesn't know he's the Chancellor. He's fighting him on this catwalk. Oh, oh, right. right and the catwalk right, yes. splits in half and he has a chance to save Anakin or defeat Sidious. And you're like, what does this mean? What's happening? How real is this? Could I? Could you have? Do you have a chance to discover who Sidious is right now, or maybe not kill Hennigan, who's not really there? (laughs) 
so there's a lot of great symbolism in that arc of episodes, but leaving everyone hanging mm-hmm. with just that is the ending of the Clone Wars. I know. I feel bad it for you. It was entirely. I feel sad. It for was you. entirely unsatisfying. But all right. So yes, you have finally finished the Clone Wars. That now, what did you think? I started the Clone Wars not really loving Ahsoka. I ended the Clone Wars loving Ahsoka. Loving Ahsoka. She really grew a lot and exponentially. And I think, obviously, she changed... She changed more after her trial... She changed more after that than she had the entire prior arc of shows in her wisdom. She just... I loved it. I wish they'd gone more into Barriss. I'm reading a book about Barriss right now, actually. She... Barriss Afi. Um, like, what happens to her? That's interesting. And how did she get there? Like, what? Like, I even agreed with some of her opinions, but why? How? Why are you there? So I want to learn more about that. But I really liked it. I loved that last episode with Anakin. So, Sorry. Real quick, real quick. Since you brought up Barris, uh, I started watching. Yeah, because Barris is the Padawan, right? Yes, Unduli's right Padawan. Yeah. So I started watching. Uh, this is the time of year where I normally go into my Star Wars consumption, where it's like, okay, I'm going to start at episode one, and I'm going to watch everything in chronological order. So I started that, and I was watching episode two, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I've never noticed this before, but I was like, holy crap, it's Barris! Really? She's in episode two, right at the beginning. Where they're sitting in Chancellor Palpatine's office. All of the Jedi, it's right after the starship has been bombed that Padme was supposed to be on, but it was the decoy. Yeah. And so they're all sitting in the office and talking, not sitting, but Yoda, Mace, and it, and there's Barris standing towards the back of the group. I'm like, <laughs> Barris. Yeah, cool. Huh. So she's in it, and... That just I, I don't know. I got excited. <laughs> yeah, that it is was something exciting. that you know I I've been watching Star Wars for years, and I'm still finding new little moments to be like, yeah, interconnection, yay, yeah. John Favreau and I I can't remember the other guy's name. He's a diehard Steelers fan and has the best helmet in the world. <laughs> Who's the other guy? Who's the? I can't remember right now. Filoni. Yeah. David Filoni. There it is. Which, by the way, he has the most amazing, best Darth Vader helmet in the world. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. I love David Filoni for many reasons, but one of them is his entirely correct and accurate opinion in football. I'm assuming you're about to show me a picture. David Filoni has... Can you describe it for our viewers, or I'm going to edit this out? It's a Darth Vader Steelers helmet. Oh, really? It is Darth Vader's helmet with the gold stripe down the middle and the Steelers logo on the right-hand side. Cool. Steelers are unique in the NFL because they're the only team that sticks their logo on one side of the helmet. 
Hmm. Every other team has it on both sides. Steelers only have it on the right-hand side. Hmm. So they can put pictures of Padme on the other side, or Darth Vader, or what have you? <laughs> no, but... Cool. All right. Uh, sp- speaking of pictures of Padme, brief little rabbit trail. One of the things I always found interesting, mm-hmm. and even the nod to it in Star Wars, which I was mad when Disney took that that scene out. They took that moment out where they're like, oh, look, Padme knows art. No, that's too sexy. We can't do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. You have Twi'leks running around half naked and you're saying, go away. I love World War II nose art. <laughs> just any nose art I find fascinating I don't know why Yeah. I also find trench art fascinating but that's those are all sides alright <laughs> Star Wars back to Star Wars Star main Wars. lane stick in my lane mm-hmm. but yes John Favreau and David Filoni are incredible what they have done with everything Star Wars to date is I love it what David Filoni did in Clone Wars is amazing And it's also really great because when you think about it, did you ever notice that Anakin and General Grievous never never make contact? I did notice that. Yeah, because he meets Grievous in uh, Revenge of the Sith when he rescues Chancellor Palpatine. Yeah, I did notice that. And I want to go back one more thing with your statement with Ahsoka. Mm Mm-hmm. How, like, you you were introduced to her and you're like, oh, I, by the way, did you go back and watch the movies? No, I didn't have time yet. Okay. And I don't know if I will. I might, but it's not, like, on my... I, I want to get through the Bad Batch so I can watch Rebels again. <laughs> okay. Bad Batch will go quick. Yeah. You'll enjoy that. Yeah. Anyway, so with with Ahsoka, when they first introduced her, I didn't like her because it was, you're introducing a character you have to kill. Yes. Like, obviously, she disappears. Where does she go? And the only conclusion I could make is that she's going to die. This is a one-off character who has no peace in the story. It's not going to work. This is stupid. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I I started really loving and enjoying that character and what they were doing with her. Yeah. So, I'm right there with you because I I really did think this is going to be a horrible character. There's no way they can pull this off. Mm. And they did it in such a way that, you know, she appears in post-imperial era stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm here for this. Is she in the Bad Batch at all? Because I know that the Martinez sisters or Martez sisters, the the smugglers that she helps, she kind of crash lands on their landing pad. And then aren't they in the Bad Batch or the short haired one? She's in the Bad Batch, so is Ahsoka in the Bad Batch? I can't remember. I've only watched the Bad Batch once. I'm guessing she is, because that's how we know her. That's how we know the, those two sisters, is because of Ahsoka. I think she is. I'm not sure, though. I I do like... Sorry, going back to Season 7, Ahsoka... I like how they ended things with Rex, Ahsoka, and Anakin. Like, that ending. Yeah. You knew something was happening because she calls him Anakin, and she never calls him Anakin. So I was like, oh, this is it. This is it. 
Well, and, and just that final scene, the, you know, the, the dreadnought or whatever it is, is down. And it was just... Why was that scene so familiar? That thing where she's... The shot is from up above. You see the dreadnought and you see all the helmets and you see Ahsoka and she's got the cloak on. It reminded me of something and I can't think of what it is. And I don't know if it was another scene that mirrored it in another Star Wars thing or if it's a book or or if I made it up, but that's, it was so familiar. And then, and then Darth Vader coming, coming there and picking up the lightsaber. All of that seemed really familiar. Beautiful. It was, it was Hmm. beautiful. I'm not sure. But gorgeous. And it seemed to, it resonated with me like I've read this in a book or seen this before. Oh, you know what I, occurred to me is, and this is just my opinion, Robert, but in the movies, <laughs> you see Anakin, Hay- Hayden Christensen, Anakin, what he looks like physically, and you see this, you see Darth Vader um, in the original trilogy, and mm-hmm. they always seem so separate. Like, he's Anakin, and then he just totally transforms and becomes Darth Vader. They're not the same. It's hard to coalesce those two. But I think they did a really good job in in this last episode with... Darth Vader felt like Anakin. I know he's Anakin, but he felt like Anakin. They did a really good job, and I'm not sure what it was. Well, it was the way he moved. It was, I guess, his presence on screen, but he felt like Anakin. You're talking in in Rebels. No, in Clone Wars. Or not Rebels. Um, that, Clone Wars. That last right. episode when he walks up to the um, walks up and he sees the lightsaber in the snow. That shot where he walks across the screen and kneels. It's like you're you you are Anakin. So it got under my skin. This is something that I think it gave me a dream. Let me tell you about it later. Okay. Oh boy. Continue. <laughs> Not that kind of dream. <laughs> Jeez. Huh. I can't lose it like I did in the last episode. Hoy. Stay focused. Stay focused. I think that's actually the really good thing that, again, David Filoni has done. John Favreau has done. In bridging what is the abruptness of the movie arcs, because you have, you know, the the prequel trilogy, one, two, and three. You have the main trilogy, four, five, and six, and then you have the sequel trilogy, seven, eight, and nine. The prequel does not bridge well to the main trilogy. It's just, it's abrupt. Yeah. And part of that is, is you're dealing with, you know, a two and a half hour three-hour, if you're really brave, format. So there are some time skips that we have to do. We don't always explain that. There are some story elements that are left lying on the floor, and we don't explain that. It's this. Uh, Episode 2, Episode 3, without the Clone Wars, I really hated Hayden Christensen. Because the character he is playing is so compressed... Because it's movies, yep. it doesn't work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when you put in the Clone Wars stuff, okay, wait a minute, I actually like the character of Anakin a little bit more. Now I understand deeper why Hayden Christensen played it that way, or 
if it is truly bad acting, then David Filoni again pulls that bad acting out and redeems it and makes it work. Uh, yeah. And, and I think that's the advantage of what what Disney is doing right now Yeah, yeah. with things like The Mandalorian, Boba Fett, Ahsoka... Where they're bridging all of these, you know, the the movie trilogies. They're bridging the the Clone Wars, the Bad Batch, the the uh, Rebels, and they're bridging what is Episode Six to Episode Seven, and they're gonna make it so it fits. Yes, that's my assumption. So that when we go back, we're like, oh, I love Episode Seven, Eight, Nine now. Yes, like I actually do. I do kind of like episode eight. Like that is everyone's favorite episode to hate right now. Yeah. I, I've i only watched those once and I'm not going to watch them again until I'm caught up in the books. When the books align with all that stuff, I'll read, I'll watch them again and I'll love them. I'm sure. But I, so I don't remember much because I, I saw it when it first came out. Those last two. I didn't, I have only watched once. And I wasn't really reading Star Wars at the time. Just because I said it, and I feel like I have to justify myself, because there are people sharpening pitchforks. I I love Episode Eight. Not lo- yeah, I love Episode Eight because first, Star Wars isn't Star Wars. Wow, Star Wars. Ah, <laughs> Star Wars is not my story mm-hmm. to tell. Yes. It's a story I have enjoyed. So, without it being my story to tell. I can't be angry at directions they take. Truly angry. So, there's that. Uh, but I I like episode 8 because they have these great chunks of storytelling element that make you go, what? But then they have these weird... And it's the same reason I didn't like Clone Wars. Where it's I, I don't need the romance stuff in the middle of all the action stuff of Clone Wars, the movie. But that fit in later, and so for me, that's kind of what episode 8 is, but they didn't do anything to reconcile that and fit it in in episode 9, they just kind of... I Episode 9 is great, but I feel like everything's rushed. Where it's always, go, 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 blow it up. Yay! Yep, so, so know that people won't assassinate you with pitchforks. <laughs> Can I tell you yeah, my dream? Uh, we'll see. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> okay, listen. Listen to this. And consider what I just said about how deeply that scene affected me, where Darth Vader walks across the screen in the snow, he kneels down. So I had this dream that he was, it was as if Darth Vader never got all burned up and hurt. So he was still looking like Anakin, but I knew he was Darth Vader. He had like the, he had like black on, I knew he was Darth Vader. And he was, he had Ahsoka by the, by the upper arm. Like he was arresting her and saying, you know, interrogating her. I don't even know exactly what he was saying. And Ahsoka was looking past him because she could see this mirror image, like this upside down, I mean, not upside down, but backwards image where he's still Anakin and he's saying something really different. He's saying, I don't know what he said, but it was kind things. He was saying that he, you know, I don't know. I don't know what he was saying, but it was not interrogating her. It was not trying to get things out of her or arresting her. He was saying really kind things. And she was answering that Anakin. And she called him master. And 
<laughs> I gotta say uh, <laughs> that I, I really liked the dream because that's how I felt. That's what I see. That's why I love Darth Vader and Anakin so much because I, I, I'm so taken with who's inside that suit and, and where does Anakin begin and Darth Vader end. And I think we've talked about this a little bit before. We don't have to belabor it because I have to go soon. But I just love that tension. If, even if Anakin's tiny little itty bitty inside, he's still there. The comics actually do some really neat stuff to flesh that out a bit. That's fascinating. Mm. That's uh, like they show moments where Darth Vader will be meditating in the Force, and there's Anakin burnt, charred, and broken, but his limbs are there, and they're blue, like blue in the Force, and and reattached. Mm-hmm. And, there are these elements of good that he's still hunting, and it, it, I don't know. Comics are always interesting, these little bits that they flesh out. I would love in for more specifics, because like, I would love to get those or, and read those. So maybe maybe later, can you let me know like which ones those are? or which, Because I, I, I am sort of obsessed. I really, I really love this part of the story. So if you want some good stuff that is that era, I recommend Dr. Aphra. And the comic series that you want to read that are that flesh out Vader are just called Darth Vader or Vader. Those are the series that just they flesh out a little bit more about that. And you, if you want to read, because it's fun, read the Doctor Doctor Afra stuff. They introduce two of my favorite droids. Like when they gave the trailer for Episode Nine and C three PO had red eyes. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of, and I, I was a part of it, a lot of, you know, stirring in the, the nerd force of, could this be triple zero? Could C-3PO somehow have become triple zero? And are they bringing in triple zero and BT? Who are these? They're, they're murder droids. Cool. They are C-3PO and R2-D2 if they were serial killers. Cool. And not like on a, oh, we've killed like one or two people, serial killers. But like on a scale of you drop them in to destroy an army, serial killers. Wow. They're dark, they're twisted. You get them in in Dr. Afra, and they're just hilarious. They want to murder everything and it's just hilarious. I Yeah, alright. <laughs> you said you have to go soon. If you're okay, I kind of want to bring us back into a few things. Sure. Okay. Schedule wise, yes. No, no, let's we'll come back to schedule. Uh, where you and I are at, how about that? So one of the grand schemes that you and I have used to phrase or consider what these conversations are is it's a barroom discussion. We're, we're talking as friends, sitting around, figuring out life together. Indeed, indeed, we do. Okay. Yes. So where we're at is, I would say it's fair to say we've had a bit of a bar fight, but now we've, you know, we've used Star Wars to, no, pull back, reconnect. Yes, we're still friends. It's good to laugh. It's good to geek out on something that is similar. Because sometimes you just need that in a friendship. Is that fair? Absolutely. Correct. And you and I are good? Oh, yeah, definitely. This this conversation makes me feel 100% better about where we are. Yeah, and if you're good, mm-hmm. I would like to 
continue our philosophy and theology discussion a little bit more mm-hmm. in April. Mm-hmm. Because I think there's good in it that we have had. I need to reframe how I'm interacting with it a bit, which we talked about. And that's okay. And I think it'll be a better discussion moving forward. Yeah. So if you're good, I I would like to continue that with you next week. Great, because you actually lined up someone to come on and talk with us towards the end of April. Yeah, I did. Yep. So, which is going to be really interesting because I am definitely out of my comfort zone with who you're bringing on. (laughs) He's very humble. So. He's great. Uh, well, he's great. We've established that I'm not always very humble, so <laughs> we'll see how that goes. <laughs> it might be, be eating some humble pie. <laughs> I I think it will be, but it'll be interesting. That episode, when we're going to record it and when it will air, will put us into May when that episode would air. Oh, so it's going to eat up a Star Wars week. It's going to eat up two weeks of Star Wars. If we keep this discussion as it's going. Sorry, I am just looking at the schedule now going, oh yeah, that's going to be into what is our Star Wars segment. Which is fine. We can go... Well, because two years from now, nobody will know. Two years from now, it's not going to be like May. Well, and it's... <laughs> so here's the thing. I mean, we can we can build off of... That and you know, I've got a vacation scheduled in June that we can also pre-record Star Wars stuff for. Good point. Which is, yeah, so we can do two episodes at once, knock that out, and now we have that covered for while I'm on vacation. Because I I will actually be on vacation for two of our recording sessions, so we'll have to cool figure that out. I will be on vacation in Batu. In Batu. 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. What? <gasps> what? I can't remember. Galaxy's Edge. Oh, yeah. Star Wars, Disney. What does Batu mean? That's the planet, Batu. Okay. Cool. Yeah, Galaxy's Edge is. Not, I don't think it's a planet, it's the town. Okay. Cool. Uh, That's it exciting. A- it appears in one of the... Can you get me a keychain or something? Or like a uh, coffee mug or something? Can you get me something? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> something Star we'll Wars-y? See. We'll see. I'll send you a check. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, so I got to go a couple years ago to it when they first... When they did a soft open for the, the employees. Because one of my former students was worked at Disney at the time. And I'm excited because I get to... To actually take my wife and daughter this time. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Yay! <laughs> it is so cool. <laughs> I, it, it, it is so cool. It re- you're walking around in Star Wars. I mean, there's no other way to avoid it. You're in Star Wars. And, you know, Disney, Disney always does great with stuff like that. Most of the time. Mm. I'll phrase it that way. But that, they really pulled out all the stops, like being able to see the Millennium Falcon, and I just wanted to touch it. Drillers. Yeah. <laughs> it it was amazing. All right. But after that episode with the guest, we're going to go into Star Wars for a bit. Which, that's just our fun nerddom. That's a way to relax our brains. And it'll be good. 
for after When's Obi- everything. So Obi-Wan is coming out in the end of May, right? Yeah, they pushed it back two days. Did you see that? Yeah, I don't. Two days doesn't make much of a difference for me at this point, but. Two days makes a difference for me. I'm sharpening my pitchfork. <laughs> I want to see it. Well, me too. But two days is like, okay, good. Well, great. That's awesome. A week would have been nice, but two days, I'll take two days, I guess. But anyway. Well, they're bridging. They're bridging more of that gap between Anakin and I, Vader I and then Obi Wan. So I want to see it. Two. Two days is a big deal for me. Okay. Two. All right. <laughs> that being That's said. right, Disney. I said it. You're ruining my life. Not really. Yes. Anyway. Yes, it's coming out end of May. So that'll be a fun one. It comes out the 27th. You and I record on the 28th, which would put that episode as June 6th. Cool. So that'll be a fun one to just geek out and talk over and, oh my gosh, what are they doing? How are they doing? Where are they going? What's this? What's that? What's th- Yep. Because Disney has done a phenomenal job with, well, with shows. And two episodes are coming out that day. Two. That's right. Two are. Yeah. I forgot. Yes. Oh my gosh. That, the 28th is going to be. Epic. That's going to be a fun day. We're going to have to take notes. We're not going to be allowed to text each other. Oh, no. <laughs> for a, we're going to have to wait. Restraining. Yes. Restrain ourselves. Yeah. But yeah. I got to go and bring but, my daughter to a play date. And. All right. Oh, stuff. Stuff. Stuff and stuff. All right. You good, Lindsay? I'm good. We good, Lindsay? We good, Robert. We good? We good. All right. And again. I'm sorry. I got in a weird spot. We'll pick back up, and if I get in a weird spot, just yell at me again. I I definitely will. I will. <laughs> yell at me during the episode. Don't let I me... I will. I, I will. I try not to be <laughs> rude, but I'm just going to be rude more. More rudeness. You know, I have never considered you rude. I've listened... I, some of the... Pe- episodes i did like the first three months when we started this i are cringy for me because i was not nice but uh that being said i love you you're awesome all right it's been fun (laughs) it's been good Lindsay, and thank you you're very welcome have a great day you too Bye. bye Thank you for listening to the 42 Podcast. Please take a moment to like and subscribe. And if you want to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter to add your voice to the conversation. Thank you.